celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the numbers are toll-free at one 405 8405. Actually, Joey not in today. I'm not exactly sure where he is. He has told Judy where he is. And apparently it's legitimate. It's, it's he's, good, he's, he's working, yes. He's good, not just you know taking excuse. the day off. He's not on vacation. Okay. Anything. Well, we still can answer your grooming questions as well as Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions, behavioral questions, toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Another phenomenal sh- show on the docket here. Hopefully it turns out what we have planned uh, you oh, how does it? That you plans just, never. Yeah, okay. nothing ever works out as planned. This hero of the week, mm-hmm. really cool. He's training pit bull owners, and you know pit bulls get a bad rap. Yeah, so we're going to find out about this uh, in just a couple of minutes, right here on Animal Radio. Also, Doctor Marty Becker, our Animal Radio veterinary correspondent, will be back today, and he's uh, talking about a. a you know what? I'm not even going to tell you what he's talking about because I don't really know. <laughs> That's why. Also, a guy who's invented a website, a dating website for pet owners. So if you're a pet for owner. For dog owners. Dog owners. Yes, specifically dogs. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yes. No, not cats or anything? Nope. Just dogs. Just okay. dogs. You must well, love dogs. We'll find out about that in just a couple of minutes. From the newsroom, Miss Tammy Trujillo, what are you working on? Well, first off, you just gave me an idea, because if there's not one for cat lovers, Ooh. maybe mm. we should jump Ooh. into this market, you yes. guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, because Judy, you and I know, you know, cats make good decisions too. So That's there right. you go. Well, here's what I've got coming up in the news, and this is huge for dog lovers because one of the most deadly diseases in puppies and dogs, parvo, there may actually be a very affordable and extremely effective treatment. It's being tested right now, and if all goes well, this thing is going to be on the market come fall, and this is fantastic wow. news. I've heard yeah. about this. Yeah, this is going yeah. to change the whole horizon. Doesn't mean you it shouldn't uh, do the you preventative still have to shots. Vaccinate. Yeah, yes. you still need to do those. Oh, shots. absolutely, absolutely. But you know, if the dog got sick before you got the shot or yep. you know something bad happened parvo usually is just hey i'm sorry your puppy's going to die usually a death soon. yes yeah or, or and, if you and, can treat it it costs you thousands of oh, dollars yeah. absolutely with no guarantees well this is mm-hmm. very expensive you'll be absolutely surprised at how inexpensive it is and puppies are bouncing back in two days this this mm. is a miracle wow. this, this qualifies i say as a miracle okay more information about that on the way with tammy trujillo in just a couple of minutes let's go to the phones toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for you hi jerry how are you doing i'm fine how are you very good where are you calling from today i'm from west virginia what city it's charleston are you listening on wscw Oh. Uh, yes, we're You guys, I love you out there. Thank you so much. I love your southern draw. I, I just get so tickled with the southern draw. But I know you're calling about turtles, right? Right. What's going on? Well, my daughter got this little turtle. It was not bigger than, well, it was a little bit bigger than a quarter when she first got it. Ooh. Okay, but we've had it for like five years now. And it's now probably about the size of a child's baseball mitt. Okay? Wow. Okay. It's grown. Grown. It's really grown. And the problem is, is that my daughter has gotten a back problem where she's having a hard time getting this huge tank that it's in cleaned. Okay? Okay. And what I wanted to know is if there's any way that it can be released without, I mean, I, 
I mean, we'll keep it and figure out something. But I, what I wanted to know is if they can be released safely. You know, okay. she's been with us for a long time. <laughs> Sure. Now, the thing I'll tell you is the red-eared slider, while it is found, you know, out in the wild and in much of the country, um, it increasingly has become what we call an invasive species. So people take their pet sliders and they get to a point where they can't manage them and they release them into the wild. And they actually can be a huge problem impacting other wildlife, whether it be plant or fish species, species, um, or other, um, animals competing for the same food source. So we, we really don't recommend that. Um, and not only that, but there's also diseases we can introduce that might be present in captivity that we can bring to those wild um, turtles. So I, I don't recommend that. What I would say is, you know, if it's no longer possible to keep this turtle in your house, um, you know, I would certainly look into adopting it. Um, yeah, I there are. Yeah, and you can actually check with your, um, if you check for local herpetological societies, there's a lot of, uh, you know, these, believe it or not, there's a lot of reptile lover groups out there. We have them out in, in my Vegas area. And you can get some good um, direction from those individuals on who might um, be able to take the turtle um, or adopt it. Um, so, um, you know, they, they have special needs. So Yeah. What about, okay, it's in this a big aquarium, but what, can they can they be put in um, like a tote or something that's not as heavy or do they just I mean I didn't know if that kind of plastic would hurt the turtle or you know you I, said in a tote a tote like yeah you know like a big tote a big plastic tote. And it would have more like room. A storage tote. I, I, okay. I don't know if they could. Can they get out? I mean, are they? They're not all water, are they? I mean, they don't have to be in the water all the time, do they? Not all the time, but they do need a good amount of water um, yeah. to swim, to feed in, uh, right. you know, to soil in, and then also they'll have to have some area to get out and kind of dry out at times. So, in my experience, I find that aquariums are the the safest way to do that yeah. because we often um, the plastics don't hold up well. Um, yeah. Also, the height of that does matter because these guys can climb out of their enclosure. Yeah. So you want to make sure you have um, a proper fitting lid with a screen top. And we can't forget that in captivity. We have to meet nature's, um, uh, you know, creation. So we have to provide UV light as well as a heat source, and plastic right. is not going to survive really well with that. Yeah. So um, your, your glass enclosures are going to be the best way you can do that um, and contain, you know, the water and the soiling and all of that. Okay. So, and what was the name of the, the group, Herb? What was it that you called the? I would just uh, say herpetological society. Herpetological. So if you look um, under okay. like herp uh, fanciers. And it okay. basically means um, folks that, you know, enjoy uh, reptiles of all different sorts. Okay. Well, we love Tutu. I mean, we, but, I mean, just Tonya's getting to where she can't, you know, it's hard for her to clean the tank and stuff. So, but anyway, I sure appreciate your help. Okay. And well, good I luck with that. program. Well, I absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much for listening there in Charleston, West Virginia. We appreciate that. Jerry, call back if you have any further questions. I yeah. We had, um, on what was it, a couple of weeks ago, we had on the uh, president of the African, who was it? Lisa? Lisa with, with the Turtles. Turtle Society. Society. Mm-hmm. And that she spends a lot of time really taking care of adopted turtles or yeah, turtles. Rehoming, rehoming them. them. People so, that have passed away and looking for places for their turtles. Yes. These yeah. places you know, exist. She, 
Yeah. It's funny that she called because this week we've had a kind of at my hospital we've had a rash of turtles and tortoises really being injured, uh, chewed on by dogs, really um, being run over by cars in the driveway, things like that. Oh. So, you know, if you do take on one of these pets, you know, you have to be aware of their environmental needs and, and really make sure you have a safe. Home they them. live a long they, time, don't they? They do. And, you know, sliders can live up to, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, and they can get quite sizable, you know, up to, you know, 20 centimeters. So they can get pretty darn big. And, and they can be a bit aggressive, too. So, really? You know, okay. yeah. Aggressive? So you have like, to watch your... Um, just meaning, I have one that comes in. I think I talked about her before. She lays eggs every year. And uh, she'll take your fingertip if you get it close. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 866 405 8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world. Sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Gold Bond presents Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm hanging out with my Gold Bond buddies and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the Gold Bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again. Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body. And new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders to do the same for your feet. Stay cool with Gold Bond. Geico presents Strange Savings Stories. Ken Marcus was making a pastrami sandwich when he noticed an odd pattern on a slice of pumpernickel bread, one that spelled out Geico. Ken found himself visiting Geico.com, saving hundreds of dollars on car insurance with great discounts. Later, Ken felt conflicted whether or not he should eat the slice of bread that saved him so much money. But he was so hungry. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. I remind you, you can download the Animal Radio app for your iPhone or Android. It's brought to you by Dr. Fosters and Smith. It's a free download, and you can ask your questions right from the app, as well as listen to past shows or browse our deep resources. So do it now. And let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing today? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Colorado. I love it. Beautiful, colorful Colorado. What's up? Uh, not much. Just thought I'd call in. I had a question for uh, Dr. Debbie. She's right here. All right. So what's going on? 
Well, a while ago, I've got two Sitsus, and one of the the younger Sitsu, one day we come home, was walking kind of funny, um, born to a litter that had a lot of problems, and um, kind of limped around, lost his appetite for a while. We took him to the vet, and she did some x-rays on him and kind of find out he doesn't have a tailbone. Oh, what? interesting. Yeah. And... You know, of course, they've always told us, you know, we should crate him, not let him run, jump, that type of thing. And this is just one happy little puppy. He's seven years old. Um, he's still a puppy. He never outgrew that stage. He's just happy as can be all the time. Um, we've had, you know, we've started putting him on pain medication to help out um, okay. with his back and stuff. But kind of curious, you know, what does future hold? I mean, okay. is there going to come a time where, you know, possibly maybe he can't walk at all because of not having a tailbone? Well, it kind of depends a little bit on where we're talking. Now, if we're talking about a tailbone, so I want to make sure we're clear visually. So did they find that he was lacking the proper number of vertebrae in his back? Well, according to the vet, he has none. No tailbone at all. No tailbone at all. Mm-hmm. So... I need to know a little more, I guess, specifics on locations. Oh. Where now? So, was he having problems that with? You said he was having trouble getting around. Did the doctor feel that that was uh, attributed to his um, lack of a bone back there? Yeah. What we think it happened was we had been out fishing. I think the dog tried to jump on the couch and possibly missed it, and maybe okay. you know, kind of tweaked his back a little. Okay. And at that point, you know, had lost his appetite a little and just wanted to kind of lay around, not do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just not this dog. This dog is, you know, happy-go-lucky all the time. So that's when we found out, and the vet was really shocked to find out that, you know, the as she explained to me, basically he has no tailbone. Okay. Well, there's some different things that, that are coming to mind as you're describing that. And now he has a tail, I take it, right? Yes. Okay, so as we're looking along a dog's spine, there's different locations of vertebrae. So there's a vertebrae in the neck, what we call the cervical area, in the chest, um, kind of the thoracic, that's the main part of the body, the lumbar area, which is kind of the lower spine, and that joins into an area called the sacrum, which is where the tail vertebrae come off. So depending on where the location of the lack of the bone, there's there's definitely bones there, but we are missing something important in that area. Now, not every Every dog that has a inherited spine disorder like that, not all of them will have problems. And the problems can occur when the lack of the bone or if there's a shifting um, of the nearby vertebrae where that causes some compression against the spine. So if the doctor felt that kind of the walking funny and all of that might be attributed to that, you know, this might be the beginning of some problems that are coming. Um, if it was just something that they felt, you know, is more a strain or a sprain that he did just kind of being a being a you know a young active uh, goofball then um, this may just be an incidental finding something to know about that know he has a special area and that he may develop some problems doesn't guarantee it though at all so okay. uh, but I, I do think it is something very important to be aware of and in the in the lower back area when we have a congenital problem with the bones, we are very watchful for things that are jumping related so up and down crazy acrobatic type stuff. 
can potentially put a pet who has a weak area, if you will, um, put them a little bit more at risk for injury. So that would be, you know, a type of activity I would use some caution in um, guiding him what he can and can't do. And also making sure, you know, he stays in good, healthy weight and watch for some of the most common symptoms of lower spine um, disorders. And those can be things where the legs might be wobbly or a little sloppy, if you will, so they don't kind of walk on the nice right, left, right, left. They kind of sway a little bit like they had too many margaritas at the yeah. bar. <laughs> well, he's a skipper. He's, he always skips when he walks. He's done that since he was a puppy. Okay. Well, that, and that may be either his personality or, you know, his kneecap. Sometimes that kind of thing goes on in these little guys. But so having wobbly back legs or having problems where we're getting up and down. So if we see almost like an old dog where if they're kind of push and groan to get up, that might be a sign that we're having some problems in that lower area. And then the other thing would be really watching urine and defecation um, down in the pelvic area. If we have problems with those nerves, occasionally we can see some problems with continence. Um, so that would be something to really make sure we're not having accidents or having difficulties going. Going okay. We've also been thinking, you know, the most jumping he does is the floor to the couch area because the bed's too high. He can't make it. So he always lets us, you know, put him up and put him down. But I was thinking about getting one of those little stairs for dogs. Uh-huh to walk yeah. up and down the couch area and stuff like that. you think that would help? You know, it certainly can. In, in my preference, you know, I always tell my clients, you know, don't let them do this. And they look at me and like, really, Doc? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, really. That's the ideal. So if we can't have the ideal work, then things like the doggy stairs can be a great way to kind of meet in the middle with him and say, look him in the eye and say, okay, I don't want you to go up here without me helping you, but if you're going to do it, I'd like you to use these stairs and teach him how to use those. Okay, great. Well, thank, right. you, well, thank you so much for your call. Yeah, and give that give that baby a good pat on my head on his head. Um, I love my Shih Tzus. Yep. All righty. <laughs> Doctor Debbie knows her Yorkshire Terriers, her Shih Tzus, her Pugs, and her Mini Schnauzers, and check out her books, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, on Kindle, and uh, we have links over at the Animal Radio website. Tammy, what are you working on for this hour? Well, you know how they have crash test dummies when they try to see how safe cars are for people. Uh huh. Well, now there are crash test dogs. Wow. Yeah, there are. How because cool. they there's a there's an organization there really honestly is and it its whole job is to make sure that pet products are safe and they create these crash test dogs to make sure that these in-car harnesses that are being recommended for dogs yep. so they don't bounce around in an accident. So these harnesses actually do what they're supposed to do and keep the dogs safe and don't break because a study we talked about a couple of months ago, these harnesses were an absolute joke. So this company now has crash test dogs to check them on and a special seal of approval on the harnesses that are rated actually to do the work. And we'll tell you how you can figure that out when you go to the store and buy once you get the right one very cool i actually know the people that are working on these studies here and mm-hmm. it's nice that there's finally a standard for yeah, these that they're regulated seats. yeah exactly. absolutely because you spend the money on the product saying okay i'm going to do this to keep my dog safe and then the stupid thing fails mm-hmm. horrible right so this way at least you have some assurance that you're putting your money on the right product that it's going to do the job you're buying it to do you know not a lot of people know this and i'll just tell you Right now, before this job, I was actually a crash test dummy. Yep. That explains a lot, Hal. Mm-hmm. I, I was, you read my mind, Judy. I'm so sorry. I was about to say that. And 
Animal Radio coming at you with the party animal. That's me, Vinnie Penn, and nice to be back here. You know that my daughter's goldfish, Betty, was either murdered or killed herself or just died of natural causes. She was a year old, maybe a little over a year, actually. It's not like we bought her and watched her hatch from a goldfish egg. Do they hatch from eggs? I don't really know. Nonetheless, my daughter has now decided what she wants her new pet to be, and it is the natural evolution. It is what you would think the next animal would be after having a goldfish, and that's a horse. Yes, a horse. I don't know where she thinks we're going to put it, but the horse. Uh, well, we do have a two-car garage. I guess that's rather extravagant to a six-year-old. There's some show she watches on the BBC where snobbish uh, British equestrians fight over who gets to ride Calico today. Calico is my horse, Don, you mine. And now all of a sudden, my daughter Stella thinks she can take care of a horse, ride a horse, when what comes out of a horse is twice the size of her. But yes, uh, her goldfish died, and, she, and I said to her, well, we can move on. What's the next pet you would like? Is the family ready for a dog? I still didn't really recover from the passing of my last dog, but for my kids, I will. And she's like, ah, I think I kind of know what's next. I'm like, uh-oh, is it going to be a cat? I'm not that, you know... I, I've had some friends with cats that I love, but I was a little bit worried it was going to be a cat. And she goes, a horsey. Okay, let's go down to the horse store and pick out a horse. And what's the name for it? And of course, Stella, ever creative with her names for horses. Well, I just said, horsey. So yes, um, when the time comes and we're in the bigger house... And if this passion continues, thanks to that snobbish BBC series, Vinnie Penn, your party animal, will be the owner of Horsey the Horse. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota BX Series, America's top-selling subcompact tractor for over 11 years running. And it's easy to see why. The BX is easy to own and easy to drive, with more for your money, like a rugged Kubota diesel engine, standard power steering, and four-wheel drive. But that's just the beginning of all the big potential this subcompact tractor brings to your property. Got lots of loading, hauling, and digging to do? Add Kubota's quick-attach front-end loader or backhoe. How about acres of grass to mow? Add a Kubota mid-mount mower deck. The versatile BX is part landscaping crew, part property manager, and all Kubota. Now is an excellent time to make it yours with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota BX Series, America's top-selling subcompact tractor of the decade. Built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. Really? 
No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I was good yes. to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was Boston. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. A few weeks back, we talked about a possibly more effective treatment and a far less expensive one for the deadly disease of parvo in puppies. That medicine is actually made from goose eggs, and it's being tested at an animal shelter in Kansas City, Missouri. And folks at the shelter say it is making a huge difference. Puppies in what is being called the Kansas City Pet Project are bouncing back and starting to eat and drink within two days. That's about half the time it used to take if the puppies were able to bounce back at all. Now, this clinical trial is set to go through November. If it all continues to go well, this new treatment for Parvo could be on sale as soon as next spring at just about $75 per dose. Right now, current treatments for Parvo can easily run into the thousands of dollars, and often they don't work. So this is absolutely fantastic news for our puppies. There's some bad news for greedy cats out there. An inventor in Taiwan has come up with a cat feeding machine that uses facial recognition technology. It's called the Bistro Smart Feeder, and it actually has an app that allows the pet parent to monitor their pet's diet history and health and even watch them eat live through a built-in camera. The feeder actually requires the cats to put their heads inside it. Now, that's the part I don't think is going to work so well, but we'll see. <laughs> and the food and the water. I mean, cats putting their heads, they, they don't do that very easily. <laughs> anyway, the food and the water will only come out if the built-in computer recognizes them and only if they haven't eaten within a certain amount of time. The inventor is a fellow called Mu Chi Sung, and he says he got the idea after his cat Momo nearly died from pancreatitis due to his other cats taking more food than they should and not leaving enough for Momo. He pointed out that with cats, you often don't know they're sick until it's too late to help them. So true. And just beyond the safe side, the feeder does have a scale connected to it, too, to ensure the cat is recognized even if the facial recognition software fails to make sure that if that cat genuinely should be eating, that it can. Well, here's a really unique idea. It's called the Human Walking Project. It's going on in Salt Lake City, Utah. The county animal services there is taking its adoptable dogs to various office complexes and letting the people there walk them on their lunch hour. The agency says it's a really good way to get people away from their desks, get them outside, doing a little exercise, and really help them de-stress. It also showcases the shelter dogs in a way better light than they often show in a kennel, and the program has resulted in several adoptions, and it's brand new, so it's off to a pretty good start. The Human Walking Project is actually patterned after a similar one that's been really successful up in Canada. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. I'm in Yosemite National Park to talk Gold Bond Rapid Relief Cream with the Miller family. So how many itchy bug bites and rashes do you have? 33 bites. 34. And a case of poison ivy. It itches. Do not scratch. Miller family, relief starts now. Gold Bond has twice the itch-fighting medicine of hydrocortisone cream. Plus aloe and vitamin E. It's fast relief on contact. Feels better already. Who's up for a hike? Look at the big kitty. I'm out. Gold Bond Rapid Relief Cream. Relief starts now. When leading hardwood mills have excess flooring to sell, there's only one place they go. Lumber Liquidators, America's number one specialty retailer of wood flooring. This week, get amazing deals like gorgeous three-quarter inch, solid, pre-finished Brazilian cherry hardwood for only $2.99 per square foot. Or quick-click strand bamboo for 37% less than other stores. Plus, get first quality laminate flooring for $0.49. Cents. So go to LumberLiquidators.com today to find your local store. Special 12-month financing is available. Hurry, these deals end Tuesday. Animal Radio, toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android, as well as listen to the show and browse our deep resources. In a couple of minutes, we're going to find out just another reason why you should not allow your dogs to just roam free in the back of your pickup truck when you're driving about town. It's a, I, I know it seems like a gimme. For me, it does. You, you wouldn't do that, but I... It's happening way too often. Mm-hmm. See yeah, it. You see it all the time. And uh, Dr. Debbie has a patient down there that you had to deal with this morning. We'll find out deal all about it in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, we have veterinary correspondent Dr. Marty Becker with us. How are you doing? Doing good, friend. Sound like you got a little bit of a cold. <clears throat> I just I think it's allergies up here. We were down at uh, my 41st class reunion, which is interesting. Well, that would uh, make you wait. You can't be. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm 60. I'll be 60 in November. Wow. Wow. I was the class president, and we only had 20 kids in our graduating class, so we had a 10-year, and then we were really close to the class above us, so we had 11-year, and then we decided we were always so different. We'd always just have it in different years, so we had a a 33, a 41, and I think we're going to have a 55. Wow. (laughs) Just to shake it up, mix it up a little bit. That is crazy. I can't, uh, I won't show up at at school reunions because, I don't know, that's uh, too many. They're fun. What are you talking about? Really? You like that? Well, you you, you turned out to be very successful. I go back and I'm like uh, a radio host, you know. That's the lowest (laughs) rung on the ladder. But you're this big doctor who's. Vegas, yeah. That whole thing. It is funny going to a class reunion because the kids that had testosterone early, you know, y'all shower together and you realize some people are developing faster and they tended to be the better athletes but that same testosterone 
doesn't work as well as you get older because a lot of those guys are they haven't got one hair on their head you know yep and it's so funny the guys sometimes that were the princes you know and then even in that small class some of the people that the long shots that nobody ever would have thought comes striding back in there but i'll tell you what happens every year i look for the top new pet products of the year it's a segment we did on Good Morning America for 17 years. Now we do through other media. And I ask a group of about 150 people to submit things that you've seen. So there's this wide group of people in the veterinary and pet industries. And I heard about this product from somebody and was immediately skeptical because, you know, Dr. Deb and I know there's always something comes up that's, you know, this is the wonder thing. And so I said, I didn't want to hear about it. And the guy was a biochemist that developed these flavorings for uh, Flavorex, these these uh, flavorings for pediatric medications. So the guy's got some, you know, really background. He goes, no, you really need to look into this thing. And so I agreed to do it. I had some shipped to me. Uh, I there was a person at church that had been telling me that they thought their their dog was in the last chapter of its life and were asking for advice and when we would know it's time. You know the question Deb and I get all the time and just say, you know, good days don't outnumber the still outnumber the bad days and you know as long as it's enjoyed a good quality of life. But we'd rather be you know uh, a a week too early than a minute too late. Yep. And so I take this stuff the next week to church. That's 8.30 in the morning. I give it to them. They give a dose that afternoon. They call me up the next day, and they said, what is in that stuff? They go, this dog is like, had batteries put in it. It was playing. Just overnight. Overnight. And I thought, now that got my attention. So I have a friend named Lisa Lillian. Some some of the listeners probably know her as Hungry Girl. So she's uh, have a million people that get an email from her every day. Had a cat that had a scab on it. She'd taken it to two veterinary dermatologists in the L.A. area. This is a supremely wealthy, caring family. Took it to four vets, including two dermatologists, and they couldn't figure out what it was, but they gave her different medications. They put it on it. She takes it and uses it on her cat. Three days later, the scab falls off and heals up. So Mm -hmm. now I'm thinking, what is this stuff? Like, wow. So now I start digging into it, and it's kind of a hard thing to understand. It's it's a plant-based nutraceutical, and basically what it is is a carbon compound. It's a carbon compound that uses nanotechnology, so it's able to get into the cells in a way that it can, uh, you know, cleans up toxins and, and fights free radicals, and it's pretty amazing. <clears throat> I went back and looked through the studies, and they were trying to test safety, and it's the only compound this company said they'd ever tested for toxicology where the treated animals lived twice as long as the untreated animals, and they didn't get the normal sicknesses and infirmities of old age like like tumors. And I'm thinking, what is this stuff again? So <laughs> then, then I sent it out, and then I'll shut up a minute. I sent it out to 10 people in the veterinary profession that I trust, most of them board certified, and said, hey, just give this stuff a try. See what you think. Try it on three patients or try it on you know three people. And then I had a a double board certified veterinarian whose son is married to a veterinary technician wrote back and said, this is unbelievable. You know, hmm. they, they specialize in senior pets and put it on it. And it's, it's, it's a compound. It's a, you know, a fullerene, a carbon compound that's in olive oil. And you just add a few drops to your pet's food every day, wet or dry. And, uh, each bottle is about a one month supply. And I think some of you know from previous interviews, I have a lab pit bull cross that's horrifically crippled. 
Gracie was at a shelter. She was picked up at four months of age and went, taken to the shelter and jumped up and down all of her waking hours every day for four months. So by eight months of age, she pounded the growth plates off her tibia and femur, her back leg, her knees. So there is a gap in her knees of about two inches on an x-ray where there is no bone. Oh. You know, the local veterinarian who's a genius, and I have x-rayed her before when she got into the fence and he just said, this is impossible for this dog to walk. You know, she's very crippled in a typical puppy pit bull, bad coat. And I put her on this stuff, and she was, you know, very active, glossy coat, much more, uh, much less pain. And I'm using it in combination with Rimadil, so I didn't use it alone. But uh, I saw such an improvement in her that it's something I took a real interest in, named it as one of my top new products. And now, over the course of months, I've got a lot more feedback about it. It has a credible safety record, so there's really, you can't really overdose it at all. Is there a human version of this? Well, I hate to, I hate, I'm going to say it, but I don't, I don't not encourage anybody to do this. My, <laughs> my, my agent, my agent had plantar fasciitis. Uh -huh. And uh, he knew that this was used in these studies for people. He'd fought it for two years with uh, injections and physical therapy and massage and acupuncture. And he went on it, and three days later, his pain left. Can you use this thing. on other animals? Like, I treat yeah. exotics, I, you know, besides dogs and cats. Yeah, do you can use it on dogs, cats, rabbits, gerbils. And, and Deb, I'll be happy to send you some. It's one of these things, and it doesn't work on every pet. And it doesn't, certainly, that, that example I gave where I, you know, they gave it Sunday afternoon and Monday, it's running around. That's not every pet. But I've seen it enough to know that it's possible in one or two days. And for most pets, you know, you're going to go up and see more and more benefit for the first few weeks up to an optimal benefit at the end of the month. Is it expensive mm -hmm. and is it available? It depends on, it is available. It depends on how big your pet is. This is like when, when Dr. Deb and I recommend getting pets to people, we always recommend getting smaller pets because it, you know, smaller <laughs> pets, smaller pets eat less and they go to the bathroom less and they're easy to transport yep. to the vet. Yep. And also when you get in some of these medicines, it's less expensive, but it's not, it's not prohibitively expensive at all. And how so, you need some of that. I do. Yeah. It sounds great. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a stone skeptic. So I'd like to actually try some of this, not necessarily on me, but one of the animals here at that is designed for. I've got a 13 and a half year old Labrador that has lower back and mobility issues. So, gosh, if ever a better case study. <laughs> and most animal radio listeners know that we really like to try everything that we recommend. So we're going to go ahead and try some of this Revitamol. Is there a website? Uh, can we do a Google search? Well, how do we find out more about yeah, this? There, there's, a, there's a nice website. It's revitamol.com, and it's spelled R-E-V-I-T-A-M-A-L. Uh, they can learn more about it, and then we'll revisit it in a few weeks and see, see what your guys' results were. Sounds good. There you go. You know, Dr. Marty Becker always bringing us the latest on cutting-edge technology and medicines. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Let's head to Robin. Hey, Robin, how are you doing? All right, how are you? Very good. What's going on? Yeah, I have a, uh, a puppy that has a deformed arm. It was born oh. with three, three legs and just a part of another one. Okay. And... I was wondering, the people have been telling me that I need to have it amputated, but it don't seem to be bothering him. Okay. And about how long in comparison to the other leg is it? Like I would say about length? half. 
Yeah. And when I um, have pups that are born with kind of these abnormal legs, that what, that's one of the big distinctions is the length of the leg. So if we have a normal length but it's just kind of deviated and twisted, um, there sometimes can be things we can do with splinting and or even surgically. Um, but if we've got a really kind of a, almost like a vestigial leg where it's, you know, half to a third the size of the normal leg, um, and generally the recommendation is to amputate this um, when the pup is old enough to have that done. Um, and it's kind of a decision. We don't anticipate it'll necessarily cause them problems in many cases, but it can impinge kind of how comfortable they can lay and lie on that area. So because those areas aren't able to bear weight normally, the abnormal limb is more prone to getting um, wearing and sores on it. So just for the overall well-being of the pet, in most cases, if it's non-functional, it's just kind of a, a little thing hanging there, we'll take it off surgically um, and just amputate that limb. And actually, a dear friend of mine just rescued a, a puppy um, from a shelter and it had um, it has an abnormal leg and, and we're getting ready to you know to see about getting that leg amputated um, so it, it can make a real big difference just making sure you don't run into problems down the road and you said how old is the baby right now it'll be three weeks uh, come Sunday Okay, so we're really young, so probably nothing at this time we'd be making decisions on that. Um, that would be when we get to more, you know, I would say four months or older that we would be talking about that. Okay, so so I have at least four months before I need to do anything about that. I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem to bother him. He, mm-hmm. you know, he crawls around, you know, he drinks from his mom, and, and it, it don't seem to be hurting him, so... I, but people have told me that I needed to add an amputation. I was just wanting to make sure. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it probably w- would benefit from having that removed. But yeah, you got some time. Um, you know, he's got some growing to do, and we, and we want him to uh, get all of his you know vaccinations behind him, get him get him protected for all that kind of stuff before we talk about uh you know surgical amputation. Okay, is there anything that I can do for him, like comfort him, or, or maybe uh, keep it nursed? I mean, the it's this kind of like flesh is this gets the skin on it, but then it, gets, it rubs it off. So is there any way mm. to protect that while he's, while he's growing? Well, um, it's hard to say without seeing it, but if he's actually wearing it and it's getting irritated, um, you know, sometimes we can, when they get large enough, we can put a, a little, like, an, an infant or a newborn um, T-shirt on the pup. And that's one way to kind of, um, you know, keep that side covered and protected just from wearing. So, yeah, and if he's doing that already and he's already getting some sores on that area, then I would say it's going to be likely that leg's going to gonna have to be removed. Okay, I just want to make sure that that was what we were going to have to do. Yeah, and he doesn't know he's any different, so he he probably won't be complaining about it. Um, You know, a lot of dogs that are born this way, you know, they really don't miss that leg. They they don't know it. Um, So being a three-legged dog is a fabulous life, and and he'll uh, he'll do well. Yeah, well, we were planning on keeping him because he was the eyeball of the litter. We wanted to make sure that we did everything that we needed to do for him, you know. This is Animal Radio. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I, I'm, I'm begging you, stay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio. 
Here are the numbers. Write them down. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app. It's a free download uh, for iPhone or Android, your smartphones. You can ask the questions. You can also listen to the show as well as browse our deep resources. So check that out. It's a free download. Yeah. What's going on, Judy? What are you looking for? How can I help you there? I got it. Nosy little... Just this is my part of the studio. No? I know. Stay on my side. Yes. We, you put the line there I down did. the studio. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's for you, you not crossed for me. It. Oh, that's yeah. for me. It's yeah. it's a one-way line. huh? See? You're learning. Let's go ahead and take one for Dr. Debbie right now. one 405 8405 We have Pinky on the... Hey, Pinky. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I love that name. How'd you get that name? Um, Actually, the day I was born, my grandmother gave it to me because I was hoping... And I'm 61, and I still have the name. (laughs) I love it. I have Dr. Debbie right here for you. What's going on with your animal? Well, I have a 14-year-old border collie, and she's had she has bad genes. She's a um, a puppy mill dog, and so I've been I've had problems all all of her life. But I got her when she was about a year old. Right now, um, the problem is I'm just want to find out what the best um, amount of exercise would be for her. She does have hip dysplasia and she does have advanced um, arthritis. She does get a lot of care. She goes monthly and gets acupuncture and she gets chiropractic care and she's on um, Chinese herbs and also other um, like glucosamine products and has been since she was about four. Um, but my, what I'm wondering about is if, how much exercise she should get. Okay. Great question. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you sound like you've, you're tapping into a lot of different uh, modalities to help control pain and how to keep her mobile in her senior years there. So that's that's wonderful. And it, it, the hard thing is that this is a difficult question to answer for every pet as a blanket statement. And my response normally is the amount of exercise we want for a senior pet with arthritis depends on their existing muscle tone and strength and um, also what they can tolerate already. So, for instance, my 13-and-a-half-year-old dog, we usually get out for walks almost every day. Um, and that's something that has helped to maintain some muscle mass. If we have a pet that has lost a lot of muscle tone because they can't move their legs as well and they're arthritic and painful, they're not going to have the stamina to withstand to um, more um, lengthy exercise. So for some senior pets of that age, you know, I might just say, hey, just take them to the corner and uh, of the block and, and bring them home. And, and the ways that we determine how much is enough and not too much is really on how well the pet is tolerating it during the activity. So for walking, it's a weight-bearing activity. So, um, you know, weight management is always somewhere in that therapy for dealing with arthritis and how to manage that. So um, we want to just make sure that when we're coming back and returning from our exercise that we're not lagging, we're not dragging feet, and we're not um, breathing excessively um, hard. If we're seeing any of that, then we need to cut things back in the activity. And in my guideline of 30 minutes is, you know, for some old dogs, that is more than enough. And some others, 10 minutes might be more than enough. 
Now, swimming, warmer months of the year, swimming is fabulous. And an older pet, as long as we do this with supervision, they can help to maintain good muscle tone by doing regular swimming activity. And I'm much more apt to get a pet in a water treadmill um, during the cold months um, if you have that opportunity at a, a pet um, a rehabilitation facility or uh, some pools actually have that for pets in their uh, daycare facilities and such. Um, so that might be something else that you can do to help maintain that muscle muscle tone without putting a lot of stress on those joints that are, you know, already achy and having some problems. Well, it's funny you say that because um, after she did have ACL surgery um, about five, six years ago, afterwards I would put a um, harness on her. We have a big pool, so that's not uh-huh. in ground pool. Um, I would put a harness on her and a leash, and I would walk around the pool as she'd swim, you know, and, and I did that for therapy. So she's exactly. not a... a she likes to get into the water. She'll get in and lay on the step. So, you uh-huh. know, it feels good to her And when we have a lot of, um, you know, hot summer days, which we do here. So that's that's great. I can do that in the um, in the summer. Yeah, definitely. And, and it is so important. And I, I hate to say that, you know, you shouldn't walk your senior pet if they have arthritis or hip problems because it really can make a difference to keeping some of those pets mobile into their um, very senior, senior years. So um, you just have to use some good sense with that. Right, yeah, because I have arthritis too, so I, I know, I, I, but I go to the gym regularly. So uh-huh. even though it's not a lot and there's certain things that are better than others, like swimming is very good, um, but I just try and do every possible thing I can so that she's not in pain. And, mm-hmm. and she's, I, um, she has been raw fed all her life, except for the last couple of years she hasn't been able to. Her stomach is more sensitive, so I cook for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been on an excellent diet, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why she's so old, considering all the problems we've had. Yeah, well, Pinky, you sound like you're definitely attentive mom number one, so I, I applaud you on that. Thank you for your call. We appreciate you calling in to Animal Radio. Thank you very much. one 405 Thanking our gracious underwriters like Kitty Gogo. These guys make the most awesome litter. And it's, I'll tell you, they shouldn't even call it a litter. In fact, they don't. They call it Kitty Go-Go. <laughs> if you live in a small place where a litter box is really kind of unattractive, or even a big place. Even a big place. Heck, you don't want to look at an ugly litter box sitting in your house. These guys make six designer colors and patterns like uh, black lacquer, burl wood, flower print, polka dot, leopard print, metallic silver. I told you I want the burl wood one, okay? Oh, that one is awesome looking. They're easy to clean and all parts are made of the highest quality injection molded high impact stainless resistant plastic. There's a rake in the bottom of it and when you pull out the tray you bring the rake forward and what it does is it scoops it and it brings it all up to the front to make it easy for you to pick up the litter. You don't have to reach way back in the back. And then the actual scooper you scoop it out but then when you're done with it there's a place to hang it on the back so you don't misplace it, drop it, leave it in another room. You always have it with your litter tray. Did I mention these guys are the same people that make Litter Robot, so you know it's quality product? Check it out at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, thanks for joining us this hour. Very excited about the hero. The hero this week is a guy who I believe stands outside of Los Angeles Coliseum and Mm -hmm. trains pit bulls. 
Yep. Not only does he train pit bulls, he doesn't charge a penny. He doesn't charge. He's out there every week for free to help these dogs. And that's why he's our hero, and he'll be up in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. I wanted to read this email really fast. This came from Nicholas. Nicholas Nash, uh, you might remember, was our hero two, three weeks back, the 14-year-old who's... Nicholas Pet Haven. Yeah, he started a a sanctuary, and he's actually building something on some family property. Yep, he's going to have a no-kill shelter. 14 years old would be doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Truly amazing. That's why he was our hero. And I I did make an off-the-cuff comment during our interview (laughs) with him. I I mentioned that after looking at his Facebook page that he had actually had more Facebook likes than we do at Animal Radio. Yes. Oh, my. Yeah. I I was a little bit embarrassed by that, and Uh I I did mention that. And so he actually went on to his Facebook page, and uh, he uh, put a plea for people to come on over to our Facebook page and, and like it. And... Our Facebook page has gone up gazillions. Shot up, yeah. Because of Nicholas Nash. Thank you, Nicholas. We appreciate that. Yes. I think that's kind of cool when a little 14-year-old kid like that has... <laughs> that's who you need to entrust the internet to. You, you really Absolutely. do. Absolutely, yes. The, the, kids, the kids understand that they get it. Uh, I was, uh, And you know it's the older ones, the adults that are complete morons like I was... <laughs> like us. Yeah. yeah. We're the morons. I was driving down to the store just before the show today to get a cup of coffee, and there in front of me, a guy has his dog in the back of a pickup with no restraints. And you know, I'm thinking... Number one, if he takes yeah. a turn and the dog doesn't know the dog's out, or if somebody hits him. Yes, or he has to yeah. slam on yeah. the brakes. Breaks, something mm. by accident, well, just crazy. It, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? We actually, actually, right now, we are amputating a leg from Ooh. a dog who suffered an injury um, from being in the back of a pickup truck. Oh, what happened? And, um, well, basically, uh, was thrown from the truck, uh, had what we call a degloving wound. So um, a degloving wound is where the skin is pretty much just like pulled away, almost like you take off a glove. Ooh. And it exposed all the underparts and tissues, and um, the dog actually started chewing his own leg. So um, we're doing this just to kind of stop that process and uh, allow him to be comfortable. Um, but, you know, and the, the concern is that a lot of people leave their dogs in the back of the truck. Uh, some will tether them with mm-hmm. a leash, which is just as dangerous because they'll choke themselves if you should take a turn, just like you said, or you get hit by a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a movement. And I know it's, it's a different way of life in some communities, yep. but, but it is an inherent danger for pets to be mm. um, in the back of the truck or in the back of a camper where they can get carbon monoxide poisoning. Ooh, I never really thought about dangerous. that. Yeah, well, even yeah. just in the back of a car loose is dangerous. Right. Well, you shouldn't use a seat belt, a carrier, something to restrain your pet mm-hmm. um, by all means. Is but, there yeah, this- any kind of restraint that works for a pickup truck? Do you know? Or I mean, what well, should people be doing instead of letting them just roam free in the back of a pickup truck or or tethered in a, in a pickup truck? In the back of the truck, if it, weather permits, and you can secure a dog carrier with tie downs, that would be the way to do it. Okay. And you know, there's a lot of very responsible folks that take their pets hunting, um, and that's how they secure them in the back of the truck. Put them um, in a crate, so. yeah, and tether yeah. the crate. And that's not the Romney way, which of course is just no, putting no. it right on the top <laughs> no, of the no. car. No, let's bring this to people's attention because I know the people that are doing it oftentimes don't realize the inherent risk. Of that, or it's they've not like done tr- it for so long, yeah. and they just yeah. haven't, haven't had that problem until that one pet. You know, you know. I mean, even at least a pickup truck has sides. I've seen them with flatbed trucks. It's just Ooh. totally flat. It's like, oh my god, there's no walls on this. Nothing, you know, to protect that dog. At least a truck has what two feet or so yeah. edge around it. But uh, yeah, flatbed, and the dog's just standing there balancing. You watch him lean, and when the car, when the vehicle turns, it's crazy. 
Let's tee up another one for Dr. Debbie. one 405 8405 All three of those lines are for Dr. Debbie? Which one? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. My mother said, no, there's got to be a more scientific way. How about this one? <laughs> Hi, Dolly. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? You know, there was a Stan and there was a George on the other line, but I just liked your name better. So that's why I picked this line. <laughs> Cute, <laughs> and I look like a doll. I may be sixty-seven, but I don't look it. Oh, you certainly don't sound it either. What's going on with you? My cat. I lo- I love animals. I love all kinds of animals. I mean, I pick them up, bring them home. Three legs, no <laughs> legs, whatever. Find home for them. But um, last year, uh, a, a stray cat. I live in a trailer park. Okay, and a cat had kittens. She only had three little kittens, but the runt. She would not feed him, and and he was next door, and um, the guy wouldn't get him for me. I got in this big argument. Anyway, I finally got the kitty, and I call him Smarty Pants because he is smart. He watches. (laughs) When I get up in the morning, I wash my face. He's sitting on my sink. He's watching me wash my face. He watches me put my makeup. He follows me like a child, and I love that. Mm -hmm. And and, and uh, in the morning, he'll uh, when I lean forward, he rubs my nose like I'm his mommy because I am. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he'll just grab a hold of it. But <gasps> what Smarty Pants does, and he's I mean he's just a little kitten, but he scares me because he I had him neutered and uh, he'll he'll eat you know and he'll go out maybe for an hour or two or sometimes just a half hour and it's like. He's telling me he owns me because he'll come in. And if I do not, I'm, I know, I know when he wants a nibble. It's not that he wants a whole plate. He just wants me to put some food out for him. Okay, if so I let me ask not, you, can I, I'm going to interrupt yes, you. Ma'am. When he asks you for food, do you give it to him? Well, yeah, because he bites me or, 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 or I'm, he claws me and bites me. I got witnesses. <sighs> Dolly, I got Dolly, witnesses. Dolly. He's mad at me because I feed him. I said, what do you want me to do? He's going to claw the heck out of me. All right. Well, he's got you trained. He's got you trained, darling. He's he's telling you what he wants. You've got it. You've got this whole thing figured out. But, so you but, need to but, stop it. But I don't want to get bit. And he, I mean, he he swipes me. I mean, you know, I don't. trailer's not very big. My table's okay. right there. And... I mean, sometimes I don't move fast enough, and he lays into me. And like I said, okay. he's got such a sweet nature. Other than that, it's like he has never, when he plays with my hand, he'll get my hand. He never uses his claws. But when stop, he gets Dolly, my hand stop. In his mouth, he okay, okay. Me. Dolly, I have to interrupt you again because you are describing all of the things that are causing the problem. So when, when he's meowing or he's demanding food, you give it to him. When he's yes, playing, he's biting he your bite hand. Me. Never, never, never. We do not ever want your hand to be a plaything for a cat and certainly not one who is very, um, bite motivated. So we need you to stop and we're going to retrain you. <laughs> this is, this is where it all starts. I, I need retraining all around okay well great we can do this so grateful okay so we can do this and what you're going to need to do is about three to four times a day i'm going to ask you to schedule playtime 
with him. And playtime is going to be where your hands are not part of the playthings. You need to get different style toys, sometimes the feathers toys that are on the little wires, things with an extension where your hands are not in the direct line of fire. And we want to schedule that playtime and then have different uh, toys that you're going to vary because cats get bored. You can't expect them to play for 10 minutes with one toy. They're kind of like, come on, give me something else. This is really boring. So you got to have like a repertoire. So you got to have like three to four different different toys during that five minutes to 10 minutes, and you're going to play with them. Now, what you need to do is you need to be very savvy at reading his behavior because a lot of cats, when they're really overstimulated and they're going to bite out of just excitement, you're going to notice differences in his body language. You may notice his ears. You may notice his eyes darting back and forth, looking in other directions. What you need to do is stop that playtime and give him something edible. Give him something to do. Some great uh, toys that are out there where you can hide food in them. You can actually take just a cardboard box and cut out holes and put food inside there. And you redirect your kitty to that after your play session. So that gets you out of the loop so he won't come after you and attack you. Very, very important for a kitty that bites. Um, and then you want to make sure you do this, like I said, three to four times a day. And how long is that, that three to four times? I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I'll play with him all day. I don't care. I just, I love the cat. I, I mean, he sleeps on my belly or he sleeps in my mm-hmm. face or, you know, and um, he has an, uh, I've never really had a cat growl at a person, but there was somebody in my backyard at night, and I can't see because it's dark, but he growled, and when I looked, there was somebody out there. Yeah. Well, you know what, Dolly, every cat's a little different. So I can't say, I would say some kitties, it may be a two-minute play session, and they're starting to get kind of wired and out of control. And so that's when you're going to need to to cease that play session. Other cats, you can take to 10 minutes. So you'll probably need to work on two- to three-minute play sessions and do that several times a day. Um, And it's important. We don't want to, after this play session, we don't want to lock them up. We don't want to, like, put them in isolation because that's not really going to achieve anything. So you want to make sure you give him something else to do, usually food-motivated type things. That's going to be the really important thing. And, you know, in some situations, this might be a great reason a veterinarian would recommend a second cat. He's looking for food, but this time, I'm sorry, forgive me, I don't want to get bit, so I left the food a little bit in the... He's only going to take four or five bites. All but right, if I well, didn't have that out here, he would have bit me and snacked me, I'm telling you. All right, so. well, Dolly, there are tools you can use. So I'm going to mention something else. There is um, There are um, automatic feeders that will dispense food and get you out of the loop. And that is something you can get one of those, put a battery in it, and you can have it dispense food six times a day for him. And it's a great way for a cat that is biting a person for food to get your hands out of this whole situation and for him not to be dependent on you physically for the food. Now, I'm going to tell you to give food as a reward after your play session, but at other times, you do not want to be the one putting it down after his demands. It's going to take work. So you, you just got to find that strength from within. Okay, Dolly? Well, yes. I, they love temptations. I have more than one cat. I actually have three. I rescued two. But the trailer park people don't like take care of their cat so i do monday comes over here sleeps with me well they know and they know your number they all have your number they know yes, exactly they do, and i will feed them i'm not going to have them go hungry or thirsty okay dolly you do I will go hungry before they will okay Aww. you're, you're Bless big, your heart yes you are give them a big old hug from all of us and thanks for calling and listening to animal radio it's toll free 1-866-405-8405 you're listening to animal radio Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. Gold Bond presents Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm hanging out with my Gold Bond buddies, and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the Gold Bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again. Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body, and new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders to do the same for your feet. Stay cool with Gold Bond. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota Standard L compact tractor, now rolling off the line from Kubota's assembly line in Jefferson, Georgia. With a powerful Kubota diesel engine, standard power steering, ergonomic controls, and a deluxe suspension seat, it's more than ready to work. It's ready to help take your productivity to the next level. Kubota Standard L is a property owner's dream. Powerful, versatile, and comfortable. Choose from two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive models with gear or HST transmission options to make sure you get the right combination of power and performance for your needs. Plus, there's a wide range of performance-matched Kubota implements to help you get even more done, including a quick-attach front-end loader and backhoe. Think of all you can get done and all you can save with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota Standard L Compact Tractors, built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. Hi, this is Dean Koontz on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. heard that in a while. I know. Princess. Doesn't it? She has a hamster. She had hamsters, turtles, I believe some snakes. What about iguanas, Hal, and some lemurs and some Not that I know of. No. No. On Wikipedia, it just says snakes. So that's all I'm saying there. Okay. It is uh, Animal Radio. We are celebrating our connection with your pets toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Questions for Dr. Debbie or, uh, well, I got to say, Dog Father Joey Volani not here today. Why? Why is he not here? Do you know why he's not here? Yes, I do. Okay. I guess it's a secret. It's a secret. You want me to tell you? He's on super secret vacation wherever. No, he's not on vacation. He's actually working. Oh, he is working. Yes, he is. Okay. Well, he's not working here today. No. I can tell you that much. But he's he's got another gig, probably one that pays. We can answer uh, his questions, can't we? Sure. And then, of course, Dr. Debbie can answer really any questions. In fact, a lot of times... People will come up to her and say, you know, my, my doctor's kind of expensive or I can't get an appointment with my doctor. <laughs> and they'll ask about a goiter or something that's... Can you look at this doc on my yes. back? What is this rash? <laughs> she doesn't do that, by the way. No, she doesn't like that. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is cool. This is really cool. Is he on the phone now? Oh, we, he is. We have uh, Chris Rotunda on the phone. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Very good. So you put together this website called youmustlovedogsdating.com. Uh, where you hook up people that are pet owners. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, sir. What was the need for Please don't call me sir. That's my dad. What was the need for that? 
Um, you know, I it's from personal experience too. I had I have four dogs of my own, and I um, had problems with relationships in the past. And I saw an opportunity for a niche-based dating site to be built um, to bring pet lovers together, and I kind of took it and went with it. And it's doing good so far, and we're just uh, excited for the future with it. I think it's kind of important that whoever you're dating likes your animal, so I guess this is a pretty cool idea. Did you have a bad experience? Yeah, in- uh, yes, I did. I actually had a relationship in the past where I had two dogs, and so did the other woman. And apparently she inherited them from a family member, and she didn't take care of them. Um, and during the breakup, actually, she just left them. <laughs> so wow. that's how I ended up before. So let's say uh, we want to use the website, but where are some places that we can go to to meet these people that are uh, you know have pets and that want yeah, a date? You can't go to where's a restaurant a, a good or place? movies. Well, actually, believe it or not, a lot of restaurants are becoming more dog friendly. But also, there's dog beaches, there's dog parks. I mean, even Starbucks in general, you can go to the outside seating, and um, there's a, they allow pets too now. Which it's uh, it's a lot easier to find pet lovers and pet owners out there today than it ever has been. When did you start your website? Uh, just a little under a year ago. Okay, and how is it going so far? It's going good. We, do, we have a lot of video testimonials that we have on there. Um, our YouTube channel is growing as we've been on a few uh, talk shows, uh, TV talk shows in the past couple of weeks. Um, we have we have pulled surveys. We have seen couples. We haven't had any marriages yet, <laughs> but um, it seems to be uh, coming together really well. Even on Facebook, it's becoming very interactive. So if somebody comes to the website, they got to fill out. What do they got to put down? They got to put down the type of dog they have. Uh, does that matter? Or how crazy they are about their animal? Yes. Are you one of those crazy? Do they sleep with their ladies? animals? Yeah, because that could be very important. <laughs> oh, that's very, it is very important. I actually started dating a girl that never had a dog before. I wasn't a huge dog lover, but believe it or not, over the year that we've been together, she's definitely transitioned into a dog lover. So I know how to, how hard that is to kind of bring the two together. Oh, no, it, it, it definitely, I wasn't a dog yeah. lover until my wife got a dog, and she wanted it for her 50th, so I said, well, okay, if it's what you want, then get it. <laughs> I didn't want it around, but I really fell in love with the dog, and it oh, yeah. changed me around to a dog person myself. You don't know oh, what you're totally. missing until you get them. I well, know. That's true. That's true. Very true. Now, you have a couple of dogs right now, two or three dogs? I actually have four dogs. <laughs> okay. Your first one was uh, Rocky, is that correct? Rocky, he's an 18-year-old poodle that I've had actually since I was 8 years old. He's 18? Yeah, he's been around a long time. Well, yeah, we were trying to figure that out. We we saw when you were 8, and we thought, how can you still have a dog since you were 8 years old? That's oh, yeah. a long time. So you're a young chap. Yes, I am. Uh, I just turned 27 on Saturday. So there's no cats dating thing it's not if you I'm, have to... I'm surprised there's not but no I went with the just the instead just of just doing animals I just went strictly for dog lovers you didn't answer my question from before so when somebody goes to the website do they have to put up pictures of their dogs or uh, tell them what kind of dogs they have or, or oh, have, yeah. what, what's no, the all profile, the profile creation is it's almost like a two for one we have like two profiles in one you create a profile for yourself and then you kind of create a profile for your dog, which it's obviously it's linked together in the same profile. But um, you can do pictures, videos, um, all kinds of things about what your dogs, who your dogs get along with best, because some dog breeds don't get along very well with each other. Yeah. Huh. People ahead. always lie on those profiles. Are sure people putting up two dogs when they really have six and things yeah. like that? <laughs> That's what we do to get an apartment, of course. Yeah. How much does yeah, this cost? I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely guilty of that. How much does this cost? Uh, we have three different membership types. We have a one month, a three month, and a six month. We also have a thirty day free trial, which everyone can just test it out for thirty days, see if they like it. But um, it ranges from twenty nine ninety five a month to just fifteen nine ninety five a month. 
for our commitment members for six months, it's uh, fifteen ninety five a month. Sounds good. Well, Chris, I'm going to put the links and everything about this over at AnimalRadio.com. I wish you the best of luck. Let us know. Call us at a year. Yeah, we Let want us to know. We want to hear about the first, first marriage. marriage. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me too. You're awesome. Thanks Thank you. for doing Thank what you're you. doing. Bye. There you go. I tell you, who knew years ago that this kind of thing would be a way to make money? I know. But do you know why I think it's going to work great in terms of really great relationships? Why? Because dogs are good judges of character. So they, they if are. your dog approves the other person, then, then that's like a vote of confidence that, yeah, this is a decent person you're going out with. So dog-to-dog approval on people, yeah, I think that's a facet that all these other places are missing. Yeah, see, I did that with my cat. I dated some guys, oh, yeah. and my cat just did not like them. So with, what did you do, oh, kick them oh, to the curb? Oh, yeah. What I did thought, you say, my oh, cat doesn't yeah. like you? Well, no, yeah. but it made me look at them, and then I saw things that I didn't like. So I didn't have to say my cat doesn't like you. I thought, yeah, this guy is kind of, yeah, yeah, no, no good. No, I, I, I threw a guy out once because really? my cat didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. And what did you yeah. say? My cat doesn't like you? <laughs> he, he was, he, my cat did not like him. Tyrone was my cat. Tyrone uh-huh. did not like him. Tyrone don't like and, you. No, Ty did not like him. And he did not like Ty. And Ty jumped up on the bed, and he kind of tossed Ty off the bed. Oh. Not just that little push you sometimes give a cat. Kind of a little oh. bigger push. And I said, you know what? Out. Get out of the bed. Yeah, Get two in the, the morning. Get You're out of here. Yeah, this is yeah. his bed. He was here first. Yeah, I know. I, sa- I said, Ty's been here longer than you. This is Ty's house. Ty doesn't like you. I don't like you either. Get out of my house. Listen, guys. If you if that you end that. up in bed, for whatever reason, remember, don't kick the cat out of the bed. That's just, that's there not, go. that's going to be a right. quick buzzkill for everybody. <laughs> It certainly was for this particular guy. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot Advanced Cream. I know all about living with pain. After 19 years of pro ball, man. But now I'm feeling awesome. Icy Hot Advanced Relief is the real deal. Icy Hot Advanced Cream has two maximum strength ingredients to last up to 50% longer. Works great on shoulders, backs, knees, even arthritis. Icy to dull the pain and hot to relax it away. Come on now. Advance past pain and get on with living. Icy Hot Advanced. Available in cream and patch. Pain over. Use only as directed. Wow. Geico's been saving people money for over 75 years? 75 years? Fancy that. My dearest wife, do you possess knowledge about GEICO, making it feasible for society to spend less capital on automobile insurance for over three quarters of a century? Why are you talking like that? We said fancy that, so I was just fancying it. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. Really? No way! Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. Think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, St. Louis Boston Beer. 
when leading hardwood mills have excess flooring to sell, there's only one place they go. Lumber Liquidators, America's number one specialty retailer of wood flooring. This week, get amazing deals like gorgeous three-quarter inch solid pre-finished Brazilian cherry hardwood for only $2.99 per square foot. Or quick-click strand bamboo for 37% less than other stores. Plus, get first quality laminate flooring for 49 cents. So go to LumberLiquidators.com today to find your local store. Special 12-month financing is available. Hurry, these deals end Tuesday. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. This is Tammy Trujillo. Most of us think our pets are cute, really cute, but what makes them cute? According to researchers, floppy ears, patches of white, younger faces, and smaller jaws are the ways to determine cuteness. And they are all traits that actually Charles Darwin noticed 140 years ago. A research team at Humboldt University in Berlin thinks the traits actually may be linked to the domestication of animals. And they'd explain things like why wolves look wild while their relatives, our domestic dogs, really don't. It could also explain similar differences between domestic and wild felines, birds, and even fish. The theory hasn't been tested yet, but that could happen soon as researchers map out the genes of domestic animals. There are now safety guidelines for pet safety harnesses. The Centers for Pet Safety is behind this first scientific approach to pet product safety ever in the U.S., and it's providing guidelines now for pet product manufacturers. It's harness crash-worthiness study outlines what safety harness restraints need to do to protect pets and people's lives in the event of a car crash. The center has even created a series of crash test dogs. They're like the crash test dummies that are used by automakers to check out safety features in cars for us. The certification of the harnesses is a voluntary program, but products that pass the test will qualify for a safety certified seal on their product packaging. Well, I love it when something proves how much animals are being recognized as important parts of our lives. Home builder Standard Pacific Homes is now building and selling homes with amenities that not only cater to people, but to dogs in 27 of its 190 developments from Florida to California. The most lavish features a 170-square-foot pet paradise. Look look at these. It comes with a step-in wash station, handheld sprayer, a leash lead, The walls and the floors are all tile. There's a drying area with a commercial-sized pet dryer, if you want to use that. A water station, automated feeders, bunk-style beds, cabinets for the toys and treats, a stackable washer and dryer, an attached puppy run, and, of course, there's a flat-screen TV. For your dogs, of course. Mm -hmm. Standard and Pacific decided to offer the pet suites after the company did several livability studies with homeowners. Real estate experts say building homes designed to accommodate pets and cater to them is a new concept, but pet accommodations in remodels, they've apparently been going on for some time. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Geico Motorcycle presents Reflections from the Road. 
Every time I rev my engine down an open stretch of road, I'm glad I switched to Geico Motorcycle Insurance. Because nothing feels better than saving money with Geico. Except maybe the time I saved a life. A squirrel's life. Gave that little feller mouth to mouth and then he bit me. On second thought, saving money with Geico probably feels better. Geico Motorcycle Insurance. See how much you could save. I'm in Yosemite National Park to talk Gold Bond Rapid Relief Cream with the Miller family. So how many itchy bug bites and rashes do you have? 33 bites. 34. And a case of poison ivy. It itches. Do not scratch. Miller family, relief starts now. Gold Bond has twice the itch-fighting medicine of hydrocortisone cream. Plus aloe and vitamin E. It's fast relief on contact. Feels better already. Who's up for a hike? Look at the big kitty. I'm out. Gold Bond Rapid Relief Cream. Relief starts now. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. Did you get the hero? I got our hero. He's did you have the right, right number? I did. Oh, okay. I didn't want to lose him here. This no. is very cool. Our Looking hero of the week it. comes highly regarded. The dog man, Cornelius Austin, out of L.A., I believe now, uh, on the phone with us. Hey, Cornelius, how you doing? How you doing today? Very good. Now, I understand you're doing some pretty awesome work. You're training pit bull owners down there in the L.A. area. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Where is your office? I'm at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum every Sunday from 9 to 11.30. Wow, that's a pretty big arena. You mean inside or outside? I'm on the outside. I'm right right in front of the Coliseum, the statues. So you're training pit bull owners outside uh, the Coliseum, basically in the parking lot, right? Uh, It's like like by the arena. It's right right next to the Coliseum. Okay. Not too far from the parking lot. They gave me a big area where I can help the dog. Oh, great. Now, how much are you charging for this? I charge it. I don't charge a dime. I do it for free. I'm trying to help wow. the bulls and help help people save these dogs. That's what I'm here for. You know they're getting a bad rap, aren't they? Well, you know, like I always tell everybody, it's not the dog, it's the owners. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, we just saved a lot of dogs from being euthanized out the shelters and stuff like that. So I go every Saturday from 7.30 to 10 and help all the dogs at the shelter. Wow. Wow. You know, as well. This must be personal for you, huh? Well, I just love doing what I do. I just I just love helping people and helping dogs. How did you learn? Well, I've, I've been doing this for now for like 22 years. I had two friends that taught me uh, how to train dogs, and it all started from the Coliseum. I met all my friends at the Coliseum, both of them deceased. So yeah. they just left me with the passion to just go forward helping dogs and helping people. How many people show up at your you know training session every week? Well, so, uh, sometime I have... Fifty to sixty people. Whoa! Holy! So, how do you can? How do you manage that many dogs, especially if they're boisterous and maybe not well trained yet? Well, you know what? You know what? It's a gift from God because you know what? I'm able to help everybody to bring their dog to me. Well, that's I have good. time for everybody. You know, and you know what? And you know what? I just solved a lot of problems too by helping people with their dogs too. Well, let me you know, ask. It takes time. I got to ask you this. You know, you say it's the owners. It's not so much the dog, but it's the owners. Are the owners that uh, you know kind of train their dogs wrong, they're not going to show up there anyway, are they? 
Well, you, you're right because them are, you know, you got bad owners, bad breeders. You know, they can't make a lot of money off the pit bulls. So what they do, they throw them out on the street. So an innocent lady go to the shelter that don't know nothing about the breed, and the, the women are the ones that saving the dogs, not mm-hmm. the men. Yeah. So with the pit bulls, majority of the men is the ones throw them in garbage cans and left them behind. Yeah. So we have a lot of these ladies out here that went out to these, goes out to these shelters and they rescue the pit bulls. So. When they come and they need help, that's what I'm there for, to help them. I'm not going to charge them a dime to help them because I want to awesome. save the breed. That is the way to do it. You know what I, I can't do it by myself. I know you surely can't. You know what I blame? I blame people like, uh, like well, I don't want to say me, but the media. You know, the, the TV and the, the radio, as soon as they hear about something bad that happens with the pit bull, they get all over it, and they make uh, this pit bull out as a villainous little animal. And uh, they have a hard time getting adopted at the shelters, I bet. Yes. I mean, we have so many at the shelter. I mean, lovely pit bulls, you know, are being euthanized. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do everything in my power to help these dogs where they won't be euthanized. Find them good homes. On July the 26th and the 27th, they got a, a discount for pit bulls, chihuahuas, and cats. That's through the 26th and the 27th. They're giving a discount for all dogs at all city shelters. And that's in the L.A. area, right? Yes, all L.A. Uh, city shelters. Well, you know, it's that time of year. Right. And we're just, try- we're just trying to help them get out of there because there's so many dogs being euthanized, and these dogs have wonderful personalities. You know, and oh, people look at dogs and think dogs just dogs, but dogs have feelings and they have heart. What kind of things do you tell a, a, a new pit bull owner that things that they might need to do different than, say, if they've had a Labrador or a Poodle in the past? Okay, if you have a pit bull... Okay, if you rescue a pit bull, always remember the dog do not know you. And a lot of dogs is from the shelter. They already hurt. They already been hurt because they missed their original owners. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. when you get a spray off the street, you know, the people at the shelter don't even know the correct age. So I tell everybody, you always want to treat them real gentle, you know, and always consult with a professional dog trainer that know what they're doing, you know, where you can get some help. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, mainly if you're a woman that's getting a pit bull, because sometimes you rescue these dogs from the shelter, you don't know what these pit bulls been through. You know, if they can talk, they have a lot to tell you. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm here for. And like I said, I'm just one person. Hey, I, I, I do everything I can do to help the breed. Just not pit bulls, all dogs. Yeah. How, many, how many dogs you do know, you have? I have four. Were they uh, pit bulls that you tried to train and couldn't, or are they no, just? No, uh, these, uh, no it's, it's no pit bull that you that you can't train. Like I tell everybody, it just takes time. Yeah. If you don't have the time, you shouldn't even get involved. You're right about that. Because everything is time. Yep. You know, if you don't have the time, it's not for you. Yep. You know, go do something else. Go play baseball. Go play football. Because this this here, we have a lot of dogs that have issues, and it takes time. Yep. Amen. Can I get a witness on that? Yep. Cornelius, when is your next clinic, free clinic? And how often do these happen out there? This is every Sunday. I'm there every Sunday from 9 to 11, sometimes 12 o'clock. You know, because I always have uh, people bringing different dogs to me. And I always got to take. I take time to help everybody. I leave no one behind. You're a good man. You got a you know, Facebook page too. People should check yeah, out. You can go to uh, Fit for Life Free Dog Training and put up Dog Man. I will put a link over at AnimalRadio.com. Cornelius Austin, you are our hero of the week for what you're doing there in L.A. Yes. Thank you so can much. Can I get one shot? Can I get one more shout out to a special lady? Absolutely. That we lost from Angel City Pit. She was uh, rescuing a pit bull. I don't know what breed it was, but she was rescuing a dog, 
and she lost her life. Mm. She's from Angel City Pit, and her oh name is gosh. Christine Riser. Christine Riser. Wow. Yeah, from Angel City Pits. Wow. All the rest of us is hurt today. I'm one of them that's hurt today because we lost someone that was very important. They love animals, and she lost her life trying to help her injured animal, and she lost her life. So um, wow. my shout out to her and her family. Okay, wow. there you Sorry go. Sorry to hear that. Thank you much. And then y'all have a good day now. You take you care too. of yourself. All right. There he goes, Cornelius Austin, also known as the Dog Man. We'll put links over at uh, AnimalRadio.com, our hero of the week. Yeah, you know, he says it, it takes more than just one person, but, boy, this one person is making a big difference. You know what? He's, uh, oh, my God, he's amazing. He, well, he is amazing. And you know what? He may not uh, be as skilled as, you know, your your regular trainer, but that doesn't matter. He has the Mm-mm. motivation has to passion. go out there and then passion. Yeah. Yep. He yeah. loves those dogs and you know we have a pit bull here lucine oh do you and she's oh yeah we've had her since she was eight days old Uh um and she's a big muscular huge dog very powerful dog but i gotta tell you she has got a heart of gold i have other dogs too but lucine that dog is just pure joy and love and i know she would do anything in the universe for me pit bulls are they're amazing dogs Hal, you said that in the media you know we we cover them because you know i do news as well unfortunately sometimes those stories are so slanted toward you know what the dog did wrong i'll tell you what i am one person who actually will look at the other side of the story and try to figure out what did the person do wrong was that dog's yard invaded and that why you know there's two sides to every story and that that applies when there's a dog situation too and unfortunately in the media we generally just go for the you know wow details and not the backstory and i sure wish more people would do the backstory because it would be more fair to the dogs you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 animal radio's hero people is underwritten by zuterin the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kitty and Gogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options in colorful designs, especially suited for those smaller homes or apartments where the traditional litter box could be an eyesore. It's available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. And let's go to Blaine. Hey, Blaine, how are you? Okay, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, I'm near Effingham, Illinois. Oh, okay. Are you a truck driver? Yes. Okay, on the road. Do you take your pet with you? You travel with your dog? No, no, I don't. Okay, I got the doctor here. What's up? Well, hey. Um, hi. My uh, dachshund, Bo. He uh, he's overweight, but he uh, he'll like drink a lot of liquids, and he like swells up, and he'll like looks like he retains water or something. And mm. then when you, uh, and then recently he started like wetting the bed where he lays. And stuff. I don't. He doesn't mean to because he he'll be like on the step and he'll get up and it's wet. Like, okay. I don't know what his problem is. If he's lost bladder control or what it is. Yeah. And in meal dogs, you know, bladder control problems are not real common as the sole cause of urine leakage. Female dogs, sometimes we do see that they can have 
some sphincter problems, some leaky bladder problems, but it's pretty rare in male dogs. So for me, when I find out of a dog, a male dog that's leaking urine in any context, especially if it's accompanied with drinking more or peeing large volumes of um, urine, that would warrant a veterinary visit, and I would check a urine sample and probably some blood as well. The things that oh, okay. we look, the things that we're really going to be looking for, um, are going to be. Um, conditions that cause your baby to drink more, things like diabetes, kidney concerns, liver concerns, um, and, you know, retaining water. Sometimes we think about heart disease, but usually there would be other symptoms that I'd be focused on and looking at. But uh, oh, okay. I would definitely well, say, yeah. He does have trouble with hair loss, but he's a doctor, and I've heard that's common. Oh, okay, yeah. And that might be something that can kind of tie things together. Um, so for me, if I find out a dog is kind of losing hair, maybe getting a little pot-bellied and having excessive urinations, we might look at some hormone problems like Cushing's disease. So they ought to, Oh, okay. So that might be something else to put on the whole differential um, when you see the veterinarian. But I, I, I definitely would say, you know, I can tell you certainly you need to get this baby in, at least do some baseline screening on him and uh, find oh, okay. out uh, the underlying cause. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for your call, Blaine. And uh, we're waiting here for your call at Animal Radio at one 405 8405 He's Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. When Chris Morrison took his dog Oscar to the vet, he had no idea what was wrong with his five-year-old lab. The vet suspected Oscar might have eaten something other than dog food, but when he went into his stomach, he was stunned. Vet Bob Hesketh found 13 golf balls. One of them was black from having been inside Oscar for so long. Oscar's owner explained that he and Oscar loved to take long walks on the golf course at night. He knew Oscar liked golf balls. He had no idea he was swallowing them. Oscar's now on a diet of watered-down food until his stomach heals. And although he can still go for walks on the golf course, he wears a muzzle as part of his no-golf-ball diet. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Hi, this is Iron Chef Kat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewies. They now offer the brand new size of raw frozen dinners for dogs. The little intro pack is this cute, Judy. Look at this little package. I know. They're, they're great traveling size as well. Oh, I didn't think about that. They yes. certainly are. The Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant, all available where Stella and Chewy's is sold. one 405 We go to Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Not too bad. What's up? Got a, a man tune. Oh, Maine Coon. Uh, is it a Maine Coon? I think it's a Maine. Doctor, is it a Maine Coon? It's, yeah, Maine Coon, like Maine, like the state. Maine. Yeah, it's, okay, a, Maine it's a big coon. cat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's from uh, Cedar Springs, Michigan. It was a feral cat, a barn cat. And uh, we got him, and then we got his sister from uh, another father, I think. I'm pretty sure. And uh, But he's uh, he's a he's a big cat, and she's just a small, little, beautiful little cat. They're both beautiful cats, but uh, had them both declawed, and they both 
both had their shots and everything. And uh, but uh, he's going on two years old, and he he loves to bite. And when he bites, uh, he he leaves a, a a mark. I mean, he leaves pain. <laughs> Oh, okay. What's what seems to be happening before he bites you? Um, if you pet him on his head and stuff, you know. Um, my wife got it all down. She um, says when he starts wagging his tail and his ears go back, says watch out, he's getting ready to bite. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. That's and absolutely. I, I think he's just. I think he's just playing because one day on the porch, uh, are these. By the way, these cats. They live like kings. Uh, they've got a, a door that I installed in the in the double hung window that she won't tell me how much she paid for it. Uh, <laughs> that that, uh, that they go in and out of, and they're very good at it. But uh, I was sitting on the porch one day, and he he lunged over at my leg and bit my leg and ran. So he, I, I'm thinking he's just plain, but uh, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the the lowdown on cat aggression is that there are a lot of different triggers and a lot of different underlying causes for aggression. So, for instance, some of the most common causes of cats biting people um, can be play-related aggression. So they're actually playing with you, and then it just goes too far, and they bite you. Um, there's also uh-huh. what we call there's what we call petting intolerance. So you're petting your cat, thinking everything's going great, and they become overstimulated, and then they lash oh, yeah. out and bite you. There's other things. Uh-huh. There's you know fear. There's some status-related kind of dominance stuff, um, redirected right. aggression. So something kind of startles them or upsets them, and you're the closest thing. So the challenge is to find out in the particular kitty situation what might be the problem. What's the trigger, if you will? So if it's right. something, and and I'm going to simplify things quite a bit here. If it's just something as simple as you're petting this cat and then he bites you, then um, that for me is shame on you because <laughs> for cats, oh, yeah. There, yeah, sure. there, is a, sure. there is a fine line. Cats aren't dogs. They don't like to be um, petted for uh, long right. periods of time. They and become overstimulated. So when your wife says, yeah, all these things are physically happening, the tail is swishing back and forth, you know, the ears are going back, the eyes are squinting, is looking side to side, that is your your signal that you need to stop. And you need to cease contact with Kitty before that escalates into a bite. And for some cats, it may be uh, you have to back off on petting altogether. Um, you may just need to pet for a few minutes and then cease it. Yeah, he's Do not, not he's talk not to that, Kitty. That. You have to be uh, you have to be very very much aware. And uh, he he bit our house uh, our, our our cleaning lady here a few weeks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> this is getting serious. So he's go, and I I think once again he was just playing, you know. And uh, uh, my wife's like, well, she I can't believe Spike's not bit her yet, and uh, he finally did, you know. And uh, but. Um, and yeah. I, I really think he's he's just playing, and like you say, the tolerance. You know, I'm aware. My wife's aware that uh, you know cats uh, they they rule you. You don't rule them. You know. Mm. Well, and that that does cross the line though. Um, when humans are becoming injured, um, that's where I draw the line. So I'm gonna say, yeah. yeah, cats will be cats, and they want to play. But if it escalates into biting humans, that's where we we do need to take action. And I will tell you that. Uh, how do you play with? Do you play with this kitty at times? Do you kind of uh, no, no, toys? we never did even from when we brought it down from Michigan to North Carolina. Um, uh, I called him my dash cat. He left to be up on the dashboard. And, uh, mm-hmm. But, no, there was never never any uh, any rough play. I mean, I, I work 70 hours a week. My wife works uh, probably about the same. And uh, mm-hmm. they have the rule of the roost. And uh, But, uh, no, there's never really 
There was a time when I drank a bottle of red wine and he and I got into it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so Rick, I'm going to tell you, the, the things that you can do to help out the situation are going to be definitely to anticipate what triggers these problems. And you may need to keep a log, keep a track of it in a little notebook, what situations uh-huh. are happening, what happened to the maid before this happened. You know, or is it always when you're, like, walking down the hallway and he wants attention? And then we have to address those situations. So if you a cat just, is attacking you, just, you... You just hit one of the triggers right there. He'll attack you when you're walking down the hallway. He'll so, lunge at you and stuff. He, he lunged at my wife one time and left a bruise on her leg. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's They're very similar in dogs in that they'll do negative behaviors for attention. So he wanted uh-huh. your attention. You probably screamed. You said, hey, stop that. And, and he got what he wanted. So the trick is for a cat that does that kind of thing, that kind of attacks when you're walking down the hallway, you have to be prepared for a diversion. So we can't and, discipline and we are, cats. And we are. I mean, my wife will bust his ass just as I will, you know, part of my language. <laughs> Beat the thing, but swat him on the butt, you know. And, nope, but, nope, uh, stop that. Stop it right now. You cannot do that. Okay. Cats are not dogs. Yes, so yes, as yes. soon as you respond with uh, physical corrections with a cat, you are escalating things. So oh, okay. you can you cannot swat at them. You cannot chase them. You cannot do anything physically that's going to help. It's only going to make it worse because oh. their excitement and their anxiety level goes higher. So the strategy okay. that you need to do when you have a cat that is prone to attacking you down the hallway, coming after you, you have to have a redirection. Now, some cats we can do clicker training with so that if you want to get their attention, you can actually train them to the little clickers and use that as like a food-based reward. So you train them to the clicker um, at other times, and then you give them a toy or a treat or something like that. And then with time, you repeat that, repeat that behavior. And you can look at this online. There's some great videos online. It's really quite interesting. Um, You train them to the clicker, and that becomes something that you can kind of collect their attention. So if you see that kitty's kind of stalking you down the hallway, you get the clicker, you got the clicker, and a lot of them will just kind of click right out of it. And they're like, oh, I get a treat. And then they'll they'll kind of cease that behavior. The other tricks you can do are actually to have a cat toy or have a food item on your person. And if you're in those situations, use that as a distraction or a diversion. Um, I do not recommend using water squirt guns to squirt your cats in the face if they're aggressive and doing these type of things. That, too, will escalate the situation. Well, once again, it has just flown by. I want to thank Cornelius Austin, our hero of the week, Chris Rotunda with... Uh, you must love dogs. Download the Animal Radio app now. It's a free download. You can ask your questions as well as listen to past shows. And it's brought to you by Dr. Fosters and Smith. Thanks, guys. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.